We are Fusion Church located in Fishkill, New York. Welcome to our podcast. We are deeply passionate about reaching people with the gospel and seeing lives changed. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message will inspire you and bring you hope. Enjoy. Good morning, Fusion Church. I'm so excited to be with you guys once again um, this Sunday morning to be able to continue our current series, Surviving uh, the, the, the Dip. And I know that during these past couple of weeks, uh, we've been able to talk about so much. And I know that um, you've been blessed, I've been blessed, and I know that we're growing together uh, through this message um, series. You know, and I want to ask you, a question this morning, you know, have you ever um, heard the term praise through through circumstances? The term praise through circumstances or worship him through the storm? Maybe you've heard that phrase before, those phrases before. Maybe you haven't heard those phrases before. Maybe you could put that in the chat this morning. Yeah, I've heard that phrase, praise him uh, through circumstances. And I've also heard Worship him through the storm. You know, phrases that you've heard in the midst of difficulties or circumstances that um, self-assured and stating that no matter what's happening in my life, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to praise God. I'm going to continue to worship him through whatever storm, through whatever difficulty I'm going in my life. I'm going to praise him through this. Whatever that through is, I'm going to praise God. And, And praise and worship opportunities to speak from your heart to the heart of God. When you praise and worship, you speak, you sing, you declare and proclaim who God is and His power as well as who you, who, who you are as a child of God. It reflects a connection, uh, an, an intimate space between you and Him. So when we worship and we praise, we're connecting with God. We're declaring His glory. We're singing of who He is. We're, we're, we're giving Him what He deserves, our attention. And, and, and that connects us with Him. Um, but let's define what praise is this morning. Praise is the, in the original Greek means to sing. It means to tell of or to give or to confess. In simpler terms, it means to be thankful for God's blessings and to declare that the good news to God and to others. That's the definition of, of praise. And let's define worship. Worship in, bo- in both the original Greek and in Hebrew convey the idea of to prostrate oneself, to bow down, to fall face down. To pay homage or to pay respect. In other words, worship is the highest form of honor and respect that we can show towards God. While worship can be done in public, the main directive is, is very different from praise. You know, in the, in the most difficult times, you know, we all, we've all gone uh, or are going through difficult things which have shaped our lives. We've all gone through things that have shaped us and, and have molded us and, and we become the person that we are today in the difficulty, in the trials, in circumstances, in the battles that, we're, that we face or the battles that we're facing today or what we're trying to go through um, today, knowing that every day can present something different for us you know sometimes we're up in the va- in the in the mountains in the top and sometimes we find ourselves uh, in the valleys but there are battles that we face and there are things that we celebrate 
and things that we uh, uh, find difficult and sometimes we don't want to celebrate. But I want you to know that we should celebrate the valleys in our life. Not, be, not that we wanted to be there, but the growth that we've had in those valleys. The connections we've got, uh, we've had with God in those valleys. Uh, the times where God has met us on our most deepest need. The time that God has met us in our most hurtful times. Uh, in our most difficult times. In times where God stretched out His hand. And he saved us and helped us. Um, in those difficult times, we also can rejoice in, uh, in God showing up. That he's always there. You know, situations that, that have changed our course in this life. Uh, deep wounds that we've had. Decisions that have caused grief. And sometimes even shame. Uh, and, and in these times, we, we find um, very difficult to smile. Uh, very difficult to laugh. Uh, you know, and where is the joy? Uh, we feel like we are stuck and, and, and we're chained down by circumstances. And in these times is when God is asking us, even in those times, even in those difficult times, even in the times where we don't have that smile, where, where, where it's, it's not as easy to smile because of what we're going through, God asks us and He demands that we worship Him in the same way we do when everything is going great. That when you say praise God, when things are going awesome, when we say glory to God or you're wonderful God or you're a beautiful God when the sun is shining, when everything seems to be going great, God wants us to have the same perspective of Him even when we're in the valley, even when we're in the struggle, even when we're in circumstances, even when in sickness, even in pain, even in broken brokenness, even in our trials and in our battles, God wants us to continue to have the same joy that only He can give, the peace that only He can give, that we're able to look at Him and go, God, you are awesome in the good, and God, you're still awesome in the bad. I don't want to be in the bad, but I know that you're still awesome. And because you're awesome, there is hope. Because you're awesome, there is opportunity. Because you're awesome, I know that I know that the victory is coming. Because it's awesome, I know that there's I'm going to overcome. Because you are great and almighty and powerful, and I put my trust in you even right now. And even if it hurts, even if it's bad, I'm still going to worship you. Because you are deserving of the honor and that glory. You know, one of the greatest weapons that God has given us is to worship and to praise Him. You know, uh, in all circumstances, Scripture clearly details the importance of this. Psalm chapter 34, verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be in my mouth. In other versions, it will be continuous in my mouth. And I, and I want you to know that God works in the midst of praise and worship in our lives. And we're going to get to a story. So I'm going to link this of what I'm trying to set up for you this morning. The, the weapon that you have that is so important that maybe this morning you might say, you know what? I, I, I didn't know of it that way. Or... I didn't know that might be a weapon. No, I, I didn't know that that can uh, be an offensive in the midst of storms. Um, and Psalms 34 tells us, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be continuous in my mouth. There's a reason why. We're going to get to that very shortly. The psalmist understands that. That at all times, in the good 
and the bad, in all seasons, in the valley, in the mountaintop, when it's good, when it's bad, when it's horrible, when it's even worse, when things seem to come against me, when I have no strength, when I'm weak, when I'm sad, when I'm going through a, a, a negative a situation, negative thoughts, or I'm going through so much hardship, the psalmist tells us, he tells me, angel, when I'm reading 34 verse 1, I will bless the Lord. I, angel, am I going, am I going to bless the Lord in the most darkest times of my life? Yes, I am, because the Bible tells us to bless Him at all times. It doesn't matter the season that you're in. The difficulty that you're in this morning, I, I'll I tell you this morning, as you sit there on your couch having your cup of coffee, or at the table, or with your family, or driving, or wherever you may be this morning, listening to this message bless the Lord at all times Paul and Silas were flogged cast out an evil spirit out of a slave girl that was doing divination they are eventually thrown in jail and in chapter in, in Acts chapter 16 we're going to see a story of what Paul and Silas do in the midst of a very cool, very difficult circumstance. They were flogged because they did a good deed. They were beaten and they were eventually thrown in jail. And this was Paul and Silas's dip. And we know that Paul, I'm going to call Paul the dipper. Because Paul would be on a mountaintop and he would always end up in a valley, whether it's getting beaten, whether it was shipwrecks, whether it was naked, whether it was hungry, whether it was in prison, whether he was threatened. I mean, Paul has so many dips in his life. But he always understood and he trusted. He was convinced, Romans 8 says, that I, I am convinced. He was convinced that none of these things could separate me from the love of God. In other words, he was convinced. He was certain. He stood firm that the God that called him was never going to abandon him. That the God that called him loved him. That the God that called him was going to make a way out. That the God that called him was going to provide. That the God that called them was going to back him up. That the God that called them was going to do everything that he promised him he would do in his life. Paul was convinced. And this morning, I want you to be convinced. Even as hard as it is this morning. Even as, as difficult as it is this morning. I want you to be convinced that God is with you. And that God is for you. And no matter what dip may have happened in your life. God is right there with you. He has never left your side. Be encouraged this morning that our God loves you, that our God is with you. And that is a reason to bless Him. That is a reason to worship and praise, even in the most difficult circumstances of your life. Paul was a dipper. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 to 24. Let's pick up the story right there. It says, once when we were going to a place of prayer, a slave girl met us. She had a spirit that foretold the future. She made a large profit for her owners by fortune telling. As she followed Paul and us, she kept crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who are proclaiming to you the way to be saved. When she kept doing this for many days, Paul became so annoyed that he turned to the spirit and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that very Moment. So Paul, while he's preaching, and Silas, while he was preaching, this girl of, uh, of a divination uh, uh, kept saying, Here are the servants of the Most High God, knowing 
And Paul, knowing that what, she, what, was, what, what was in her was not of God, it was not the Holy Spirit, she was uh, possessed by an evil spirit, and he declared that in the name of Jesus for that spirit to come out, and it came out on that very moment, wow, I, I would have been like, wow, that's amazing, God, God, and that would be something for you to praise God for, to worship him for, that he did a deed, that he helped this girl, she's no longer uh, possessed by the spirit of, of divination, but when her owner saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. They had brought them to the magistrate and said, these men are throwing our city into a state of confusion. They are Jews. And they, ha they are teaching customs that are not lawful for us to accept or practice since we are Romans. When the crowd also joined in the attack against them, the magistrates tore off their clothes and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had beaten them severely, they threw them into prison and ordered a jailer to guard them securely. Because he received such a command, the jailer threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet with stocks. So Paul and Silas find themselves in jail, found themselves getting beaten for, for helping this young girl to be free by spirit of divination. And they were thrown into prison and they find themselves in the most difficult circumstance that they can find themselves in. Maybe this morning, you might be in a difficult position. You Maybe this morning, you might be in a position where it's very difficult, very hard. And you're like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I, I, I find it very difficult to move forward. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. This is tough. This burden is heavy. I've never dealt with this today. It might be the, the most difficult um, circumstance of your life. Or it may just be something else that's been added to something else. And, you, yeah, and you're like, Pastor Angel, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Paul and Silas were in stocks, and stocks they were sitting down, and if, if, if they're like a wooden thing with holes, and their legs are there, and it's fastened, and it's spread out, and they can't move. I can only imagine the pain uh, of sitting in that position and not being able to move. And the Bible doesn't say how long they were in these stocks, but it was a very difficult situation for Paul and Silas. And maybe this morning it may be a difficult situation for you and stocks with wooden or metal devices with footholds used as punishment until the beginning of the 19th century. The convicted individual was seated and had their feet and ankles locked into a device so that the legs were held out straight. They were put into the inner prison, the innermost part of it, the lowest and furthest part of the prison, that there were no more doors that there were more doors, I'm sorry, bolts and bars to break open and pass through should they attempt to make their escape. Not only were they in stocks, but they were put into the most inner part of the prison with many doors and bolts. In other words, even if they got out of those stocks to get out of that prison, you would think this is Alcatraz. An impossible prison for you to escape. Do you feel that your circumstances this morning, that you've locked into a prison where you can't move? Where you feel like you can't move, like you're stuck in this situation. Where you're stuck that I can't do anything. You're stuck. I, I, I don't find a way out. I'm stuck. I don't find a, 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 a means to move from this place. For, I, I can't move from this negative thought. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, it keeps coming back. And I can't remove it. I can't change the way I think. I can't change the way I act. I, I keep doing it over and over again. I feel stuck. I can't do anything. You feel hopeless this morning. 
It's, it's like if you are, you are just like Paul and Silas, you are in a lengthy sentence. How long is this going to go? How long is this going to last? How long am I going to have to deal with this? How long am I going to have to cry? How long am I going to have to... Uh, 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 um, um, just, just not do anything. I, I can't. I'm stuck. Maybe this morning, that's where you are. I, I, I know I've been in situations where I feel like there was no help. I've been in situations where I don't know what the answer is. Situations where maybe I was a little bit confused, or God, I don't know what you're doing, or or where I'm, where I'm gonna go, or how I'm gonna make ends meet. Well, I need a job and I can't find one. I've been there. I understand. Maybe this morning it might be different for you, but you feel stuck. I think we've all, maybe at some time in our lives, have felt stuck. And it seems painful. And it's uncomfortable. I, I, I don't know about you this morning that are listening, but I felt uncomfortable. It's just uncomfortable not knowing what to do. Not knowing. You feel like you're not in control. You don't know where to go. You feel lost and hopeless. And maybe some of us have thought about giving up or throwing in the key. Or maybe this morning you say, Pastor Angel, I gave up a long time ago. It is what it is. Or as we say sometimes, whatever. I'll just go with the flow because we, we can't find the answers. And you know, I want to tell you this morning that a lot of us have felt that way. A lot of us have thought that way. A lot of us have lived that way where, you know, I, I just don't know. And it's painful and it's hard and it's frustrating. And you don't know what to do. Paul and Silas show us that we can do what we can do in the midst of the most difficult circumstances in our lives. And yes, we should read scripture and see what God has to say about this situation. There's nothing in scripture that, that will lead you to believe that God doesn't understand our circumstances. Scripture has answers for every issue we have in our lives. Not only do we have scripture, we have prayer, the ability to connect with God and speak with Him. Not only in the good times, not only in the great times, but in the moments of our lives where we feel disconnected. To talk to God and say, God, this is how I feel this morning. God, I feel alone. God, I feel helpless. God, I feel lonely. God, I feel like I'm, I'm not in control. God... My anger, God, my relationship, my marriage, my kids. God, I don't know where to go from here. And I need you. I really need you. I know you're God. I know you're hearing me. I just feel disconnected. I feel alone. I, I, I feel heartbroken. I, I, I don't know what to do. But Paul and Silas gives us another method in the most difficult circumstances of our lives. As the story goes on in verse 16 through 25 to 28, the Bible says this that about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. L listen to this carefully this morning. I want you to listen to this again. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And you might be saying, how is it possible that Paul and Silas were singing and praying in the situation that they were? How, how is it possible that in this dip, in their lives, and this fall, and this in, in this tough circumstance, how is it that they were praying and singing at this time? And you might be saying, how is it possible that while I'm in pain, 
while I am suffering, while I am broken, while I am in pain, while I, while, I, while I am confused, while I don't know what to do, how is it possible that I'm able to sing and pray during this tough circumstance? See, that lies the key. To be able to do this causes something in the person. It causes a move in God. Because God will never ever deny the worship of his people. Psalms 23 tells us that you, O oh God, are great. You who move or are in the midst of the praises of his people or, the, or, or Israel, and today we're talking about ourselves, that God is a God that when you worship and you praise, even in the worst circumstances of your life, even in the most difficult circumstances, in your sickness, in, in your weakness, uh, in the moments where you feel alone and in darkness, in the moments that you may be battling today, the Bible tells us that when you're able to worship in a circumstance, or any circumstance for that matter, that the presence of God is in the midst. Wherever His name is mentioned, wherever there is worship to His name, praise to His name, whenever you can bless the Lord, and lift up His name. The Bible says that His presence is in the midst. And Paul and Silas decide that in my dire circumstance, in my most difficult circumstances, I'm not, I'm not going to whine. I am not going to give up. I am not going to look for vices for it, for, to try to help me recover. I am not going to look for other things that are temporary to help me in this situation. Paul and Silas decided that I, we're going to trust God in the midst of the circumstances. And how are we going to show it? We are going to pray for God to help us. We're going to pray, inviting Him into my situation. I'm going to connect with God. I'm going to speak with Him and let Him hear and let Him know how I feel. And at the same time, I am going to sing. I am going to worship. The Bible says that they began to sing hymns to God. And as they worshiped and as they prayed and their heart was open to giving God glory, even in the most difficult circumstances, the Bible says in verse 26, that suddenly, as a result, of their worship, as a result of their prayer, as a result of blessing God, as a result of recognizing Him, as a result of saying, God, here's my situation. Here's my, here's where I am. Look what's happening to us. God, look, hear me. Look at my burden. Look at my pain. As a result of worship and of praise and prayer, the Bible says that suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. Instantly, all the doors were open and everyone's chains came loose. Everyone, not only them, those that were in the prison as well. When the jailer woke up and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted with a loud voice, Don't harm yourself because we are all here. I want you to know that as God moves in the midst of worship and he brings freedom they began to sing they began to worship they began to praise God but they didn't escape the cell this is this is I don't understand it the opportunity for them to escape God made it the opportunity for them to leave the prison God God made it possible but Paul understood and Paul accepted and Silas did too that there was a reason 
why God did what he did. There was a reason why they found themselves in the innermost part of the jail. We're going to get to that in a second. But they began to sing. They began to worship. They began to praise God. The other prisoners must have thought they were insane while they were doing this. They must have thought these guys are crazy. We are in the innermost part of the prison. We're, we might get executed. We are in stocks. We are in pain. We are suffering. I don't understand how they're going to give glory to their God when they find themselves in this position. Where is their God in this storm? Where is their God in this trial? Where is this God in, in, in their lives? How would this God allow them to be in this situation? Where are they? These, these guys must be insane. Um, to do this. There is something special about a heart when it's hurting that it worships. There is something special about a heart that worships when it's broken. There is something special about a person who can cry out in the valley to God. There is something special about a heart that can be thankful even in the midst of the toughest circumstances. Paul and Silas were stuck in a position temporarily. I want you to know this morning that what you're going through, that what you're struggling through, that what your marriage is going through, that what you might be fighting this morning, what storm may be blowing in your life this morning, I want you to know that what you're going through is only temporary. Paul and Silas while they were in stocks and they were in an uncomfortable position, maybe you're in an uncomfortable position this morning. It's only going to be temporary. It's not going to be forever. Your uncomfortable position, soon God is going to make it comfortable. God is going to uh, explain and show and demonstrate why you find yourself in the circumstance that you are today. It's not because you're being punished. It's not because you did something wrong. It's not because you're, you're paying for something that, that you did 10 years ago sometimes it's just life gives us uh, uh, tough blows and God is there with us and God is going to show us uh, what what he wants to show us and teach us in the midst of this season in your life they they may they may have been physically chained but they were free in Jesus Christ you may be hurting today you may feel stuck maybe you feel like you're in stock like Paul and Silas um, not physically, but you may feel like that you feel the same way in your life where you can't move and you're stuck. But I want you to know that it's going to be temporary. You are free in the name of Jesus. Free to worship. Free to sing. Free to give Him glory. Free to be thankful. Even in the most dire circumstances of your life. Why? Because there is, there, there's a power of worship and you might be talking about what are you talking about insane and power of worship pastor angel this morning i want you to go right quick with me to joshua chapter 6 verse 1 through 5 and joshua is leading the people of israel and god tells them as they're heading towards jericho that they're going to do something that might be unconventional they're going to do something that's different than what joshua did before to overcome his battles which is fight straight on and, and, and say, you know, get, get the army, let's go in there, God is with us, we're going to overcome, we're going to take out your sword, we're going to fight, but this time, God says your weapon's going to be just a little different. This time, your weapons of warfare is not going to be physical, you're going to use praise and worship to overcome and to do that, which I'm calling you to do. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 through 5, let's pick up verse 1, it says, now Jericho, a fortified city with a high walls, high wall, I mean Jericho was high walls, was tightly closed because of the people's fear. 
and of the sons of Israel. No one went out or came in. The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho into your hand, and its king and mighty warriors. Now you shall march around the city, all the men of war circling the city once. You shall do this once each day for six days. Also, seven priests shall carry seven trumpets made of ram horns ahead of the ark. Then on the seventh day, you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow their trumpets. When they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall cry out with a great shout, a battle cry. And the wall of the city will fall down in its place, and the people shall go up, each man going straight ahead, climbing over the rubble. So God doesn't tell them to get your sword and go in and attack. First of all, you're not going to get through this high wall. God says, the way you're going to win this one, the way you're going to make it to where I'm going to take you, the way you're going to get through this wall, and maybe today you might be looking at a problem, a difficulty, your circumstances, you're like, it's just as big as that wall. Pastor Angel, Jericho is exactly how I feel right now. Jericho's wall is exactly how I'm looking at the wall. That is my perspective. That wall, Pastor Angel, those walls, I feel like they're surrounding me because there's more than one problem. Those walls are surrounding me because I don't find a way in. The Bible says they couldn't come in, they couldn't come out. It was fortified. You're like, you know what? Same way I feel right now. Through my difficulties, my circumstances, I can't get in or out. I, I don't even have a plan. And the wall is just there. It's not moving. And it's always there. And I turn around and I look, it's there. I try to do temporary stuff to try to keep me away from what that wall is, but it's there. And I need, and I want to overcome it, and I don't know how. And God says, I'm giving you a different way of how you're going to do this. You're not going to do it the conventional way. He tells the people of Jericho, he tells Joshua, you're going to march around the city once a day for seven days. And you might be saying, that is insane. Why would we go around? But the Bible says that the first six days, they didn't say anything. They marched around the, uh, marched around the wall or this fortified city and they were quiet. You know, I want to I I let you know that God is never quiet in our lives. There may be moments of quiet where you feel like you don't hear God. But I'm going to tell you right now, we always sing that song even when we don't know He's working. God is always working. You may not see it. You may not know what's going on behind, but God is working behind the scenes for you because that's the kind of God that we serve, a powerful God that's always working with us. But the Bible says that they went around and they prepared the priests and the trumpets and God tells them that in the last, in the last day, on the seventh day, there's going to be a great shout. And maybe this morning, God is asking you, worship me in your valley. God is telling you, worship me, praise, praise me. Give, give God worship like you've never done before. The Bible said that they made a battle cry, a shout, something from within where, where, where you allow yourself to worship Him, even, even, even the most difficult pain of your life. And the Bible says that God promised them that you're going to walk straight into the rubble. God tells them what's going to happen. When you do this, you are going to see this wall come down. You're going to see it with your own eyes. You're going to see this huge wall that you say is impossible. 
This wall that you say that I cannot overcome, this wall that it seems unbreakable, God is telling you that as you worship, as you praise, the walls are going to come down. The walls are going to break. You are going to be able to walk through. God is telling you, worship me in the midst of the storm. Worship me in the midst of the most difficult circumstances of your life because that wall is not going to be able to handle um, my power. He's not going to be able to handle what I'm going to do. God is asking you to be faithful to him to praise him even in the most difficult circumstances of your life you are going to overcome verse 20 says so the people shouted the battle cry and the priests blew the trumpets and when the people heard the sound of the trumpet they raised a great shout and the bible says that the wall of jericho fell down so that the sons of Israel went up into the city every man straight ahead climbing over the rubble just like he promised them before and they overthrew the city there is power in worship. There is power in calling on the name of the Lord in circumstances. There, I want to tell you right now, no matter how big that wall looks, no matter how difficult it, it may seem, no matter how hard it may be, and I'm not going to try to downplay and say that your circumstances are not hard or that your, your pain is not difficult or that, you are, that, that you're not going through something that's uh, uh, difficult. I, I, I believe that we all go through difficult circumstances in, in, in our lives. But I want to tell you this morning that God is asking us to praise through it, to worship through it. Because just like Jericho fell down, just like the walls came crumbling down, God is telling you that in your life, the walls, the problems, the tribulations, they're going to come crumbling down. It's only temporary. But the Bible tells us that there's power in the midst of the worship of His people. While you wait, praise Him. While you wait, worship Him. While you wait, be faithful. While you wait, glorify Him. While you wait, connect with Him. While you wait, study His Word. While you wait, read His Word. While you wait, sing to God. I will bless the Lord at all times and His, and His praise will be continuous in my life. It took seven days for Jericho to fall. It might take longer for your waterfall. It might take months. It might take a year. It may, it may take a week. I don't know how long. Only God knows. But I want to tell you that God is faithful. Jericho came down. The wall came down. Your wall can come down this morning in the midst of your worship. Praise Him in the midst of the battle. Your wall will fall. Because in the most difficult circumstances, God wants us to look for Him. In the most difficult circumstances, just like the people of Israel, just like Joshua, God wants us to obey Him. God wants us to be faithful. God wants us to follow His word. God wants us to trust Him. Psalms 120 verse 1 and 2 says, I will lift my eyes to the mountains. And then the psalmist asks us a question, from where does my help come from? This morning, angel, from where does your help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the master, the maker, the creator of heaven and earth. I want you to write it in a chapter this morning. My help comes from the maker, the creator, the establisher uh, the, of heaven and earth. His name is Jesus. The name that's above all names. That in, in his name, all knee will bow. All tongue will confess that he is Lord. This morning, declare it. Believe it. Know that God is your strength. That God is your help. You can get on your knees. You can prostrate be, be, before him. You can stand up and surrender with your hands up and go, God, I'm going to praise you. 
in the midst of the storm. God, I'm going to worship you in the midst of the storm. God, you are still faithful even when I don't see it. God, you are still my provider even when my bank account doesn't show it. God, you are still my healer even if the doctor's giving me grave news. God, you are my, my comforter even when I feel alone and sad. You are there. God, you are my everything. God, you are my fortress. Declare, confess that he is who he says he is and even in the most dire circumstances in our lives, we are to lift up our hands, we are to worship, sing a song of praise, sing a song of joy, lift his name up high, God is with you, God is for you, and those walls will come down. When you lift up your hands in worship, it's a sign of surrender. Surrender your situation to the Lord. Declare victory in him this morning. God, I'm going to just surrender it, because I know that I can't. God, I'm going to surrender it because I know that I'm not strong enough. God, I'm going to surrender it because I don't know the answer. God, I'm going to surrender it because I don't know what, where I'm going. God, I surrender it because I don't know what I'm doing. And when you do that, you're telling God, I trust you. God, I, I, you know better. You are my shepherd and I shall not want. Even when I walk in the valley of death, even when I walk in the valley of brokenness, even when I walk in the valley of sickness, even when I walk in the valley of loneliness, even when I'm in the valley of shame and guilt, even when I'm in the valley that is too difficult to walk over, I will not fear no evil. I will not fear anything because I know that you shall be with me. I know that you are with me. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know who. God, and, but I'm just going to trust you and I'm going to worship you in the good. I'm going to worship you in the bad because I know that you move in the midst of worship and I know when I call on the name of the Lord, I'm going to be saved. I'm going to have victory and I know that you are going to be there. You are for me. Declare victory in God this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Now the Lord is spirit, and when the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. What happens when we praise God through the tough times? God will fight for you. God will fight for you this morning when, when you place your full trust in Him. When you stop worrying and trying to fix it on your own. When, when you allow the space for God to step in to your situation. Give glory to God and praise and praise His power and faithfulness. Trust that God is working for your good in all things. As they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir who were invading Judah and they were defeated. That was second Chronicles 20:22. while they were singing, while they were praising, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir and they were, who, they, who were invading Judah and they were defeated. Praise is such a powerful weapon. God moves in the midst of praise. God will protect you. God is your shelter from the storm this morning. Your refuge in times of trouble. He will protect you from the battles in this life. So rejoice in God this morning who loves you so much and give Him your praise. When your heart turns to God, trusting Him, praising His great name, you will find His peace which surpasses all understanding. Psalms 5 verse 11 says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them, for, let them ever sing for you. Spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may rejoice in you. God will refresh and renew your spirit this morning. When the trials of this life leave you worn and weary, singing, God's praises will fill your heart with joy. 
Lift your heart to God and allow Him to refresh and renew your spirit. Praise can turn around even the worst day and make your heart feel right. It can boost your spirits and put a smile on your face. No matter what storms you're going through, just worship God. Praise Him. And as you feel His presence in your life, you have this overflowing of joy in your suffering. This joy that comes from the fruit of the Spirit. This joy that even in the most dire circumstances in your life, you feel happy that you have a God that is with you and fighting for you. Psalms Verse 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. My heart leaps for joy. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I'm going to praise Him. Praise gives God a gift. Praise, praise gives God a gift and an offering. Praise is not only a command, but a gift we give to God. It is a sacrifice from our heart, giving Him our best, even when we don't feel up to it. The more we praise God and give Him this gift, the more we be filled with God's love to share with others. Hebrews chapter 13, 15 uh, through 16, the author of Hebrews says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continuously offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess His name, and do not forget to do good and to share with others. For such sacrifices God is please Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 through 16 praising God to the storms not only blesses God but will bless those around you who witness as such faithfulness in Acts chapter 16 verse 29 through 33 the Bible says that the jailer called for the lights rushed in fell down trembling in front of Paul and Silas then he brought them outside and asked sirs what must I do to be saved Paul and Silas's faithfulness in the midst of the circumstance. Paul and Silas's faithfulness in the midst of this trial of pain and agony of being flogged and beaten. The way they reacted, the way they demonstrated their faith in God, the way they worshiped, the way they praised, not only set them free, not only set the prisoners free, but it led the jailer to Christ. How you handle your situation, how you handle your trials, how you, how you reflect Christ to those that you've declared that you are a believer in. When they look at you in the midst of circumstances and they see you praising God and they see you worshiping Him and continue to be faithful to Him, they may not understand, they may think you're crazy, they may think that you're out of your mind. How can you serve this God that allows you to be in this circumstance? I want you to know that how you react will show others that the God that you serve is true. That you are who you are. That you are a believer in Christ. That you walk the walk. That you talk the talk. That you believe in the God in which you serve. In the good and in the bad. And the way, the way that they did it, the jailer was able to see that this God must be God. The God of heaven. He must be the one true God. God, that he came to them and said what must I do to be saved your life your worship how you react is an impact to those around you to your family to your friends to those who are far away from God they said believe in the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved you and your household and they spoke a word of the Lord to him and to everyone in his home and the same hour of the night he took them and washed their wounds without delay he and his family were baptized. Then he brought Paul and Silas into his house and set food before them. He rejoiced because he and his whole household had come to believe in God. Your worship lifestyle affects those around you. The jailer saw and he was amazed.
his whole family was saved. How you go about your circumstances will demonstrate to those around you that Jesus is surely whom you have your trust in this morning. And this morning, I want to pray with you. I don't know your circumstances. I don't know your difficulties. I don't know the battles that you're facing this morning. How high, how deep, how hurtful, how painful it may be. Maybe you're stuck this morning. But God is telling us through His Word. In the, in the midst of your most difficult trials today. Worship Him. Praise Him. He is faithful. He is worthy to be praised. May, you, may, may His name be continuous in your mouth. May you continue to praise Him even in the valley. The way you praise Him at the mountaintop. Worship Him because you have a weapon that you can use. A weapon of praise. Of worship. It changes, it changes all things. And the Bible shows us two circumstances. There are many more where they were able to worship God in the most of the most dire circumstances and God heard and God moved because God promises us that where His name is worship, where His name is praise, He, is, he will be there. And Jesus says that with, and, and I'm sorry, where Paul says that where the, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and there is liberty. He is there. Right there, right now at this moment, as you pray, as you worship, as you maybe this morning, you might want to lift your hands up right now and say, God, I surrender it to you. He's right there. He's right there. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of you. He is there to comfort you. Even as your tears flow, He is there. He loves you. He cares for you. Let Him come into your life. Let Him transform your situation. Give Him the praise. Give Him the honor. Give Him the glory this morning. I know that He will move through you and in you. Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we worship you, Lord. We praise you, God. Lord, this life is hard. And we're going to go through battles and circumstances and difficulties. But one thing I know is that you will never abandon us, my God. One thing I know is that when we call upon the name of the Lord, you are there, God. And I pray this morning for each and every person who is hearing this message. And for those who might hear it later on, Lord, I pray that meet them where they are this morning, God. That they may be able to lift up their hands and surrender to you, God. Lord, whether they're prostrated before you right now, whether they're on your knees, whether they're sitting down, whether they're standing up with their hands raised up, Lord, surrendering it to you, Lord. Holy Spirit, enter that room. Enter that house. Enter that family, God. Right now, wherever they are, in that car, in their job, wherever they may be, Holy Spirit, move in their lives, Lord. That they may be able to praise you and worship your name. That, that your name may be continuously in their mouth, Lord. That they may praise you even in the most difficult circumstances. And they're going to see you move in their lives, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Fusion, God bless you. Have a wonderful week. And once again, God is with you. Praise Him and worship Him like you've never done before. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful week. Hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or jump onto our website at fusionchurchny.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church, so please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.